Is it true that Harrison watched a Serbian film and thought it was a comedy? I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love Satan Rock in the major way I murdered Johnny Depp just to have some fun Walk here D. Simon and Harrison What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee Or video game news with Jeffrey It'll be hip and it'll be cool Kids don't take drugs and stay in school Or you might end up like Chucker Ball Freddy Freddy's out Lick my balls Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary I'm one of your hosts, T. Simon uh, uh, I'm Harrison Harrison, I gotta say, it's hard to be a Jew these days I don't find it that difficult. <laughs> I think it's because... Maybe it's because I don't go to synagogue. You know? I, well, you're not wearing a black hat yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you mm. know, like a black mm. suit and mm. with the curlies and all that. I was thinking about this today. Um, I'm, I'm a full-blood. You're a half-blood Jew, right? Yeah. So, but we both don't look... Harry very, Potter and the half-blood Jew. Yeah, you're half-breed. Mm. But we both don't look very Jewy. No. I mean, I think, I, I think if you talk to me for a while, and you, mm. you could probably figure it out that I'm Jewish, but I think... At first glance, like first impression, you're like, that's not a Jew. Whereas I wonder, like, a lot of the dudes that do look like super Jewy, like mm. the guys you see in Melrose, if they're experiencing a lot of harassment and prejudice these days, mm. more so than they have in, you know, in the 90s. Right. Well, it's back. Yeah, it's back in a big way. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like I read about it. Mm. Obviously, what happened today in Pittsburgh, mm. I mean, it's heartbreaking to see that a guy could go walk into a baby naming ceremony. This was, it was on the, on the Sabbath, but it was a baby naming like ceremony with women and children naming a fucking baby. And the guy walks in with an AR-15 and screaming like, all Jews must die. It's pretty fucked up. It's got to give yep. you a pause. It's got to yeah. be like, you know, even like I'm Jewish by heritage. I was born Jewish. I came out of a Jewish vagina. By all definitions, I'm Jewish. By choice, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in any kind of religion at all. In fact, I think organized religion is evil for okay. the most part. Um, but it's hard not to feel some, you know, not, not to feel sympathy and not just to feel sorrow after reading something about this. You know, I mean, did, did you, did, were you at all affected by reading, reading that today? Um, I feel like you put me on the spot with that. I mean, I don't know. This is like a shooting every fucking day. So I know, but no, the, to be honest, I no, guess I'm with not. me, I was, yeah. yeah, there's a shooting every day. And I'm angry all the time about everything. Um, this one, I is think why I generally don't read the news. Um, this one, I, I, I felt, you know, I definitely felt like, wow, you know, I'm like, God, people yeah. must really fucking hate Jews again. Yeah. To, to go in and yeah. open fire on a bunch of women and children naming a baby? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're I mean just... honestly, like, I, it's, it sounds weird to say, but, I mean, obviously it's horrible, you know, whatever, uh, you know, innocent people dying, the worst. But um, I, I feel like I can identify more with a crazy lunatic than, like, a Mitch McConnell type, let's just say. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I mm. can identify with Mitch McConnell. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't understand yeah. like, the, the, the evil machinations that go through that guy's turkey yeah. neck. Yeah. I don't, I, I can identify with that guy. However, some of these fringe lunatics, yeah, like uh, these white supremacists, like the guy today, where do you develop this hatred enough to act mm. on it like this? 
And also, so why? When did everyone get so lazy to do this shit? And not even write a manifesto. Yeah, no you know? manifesto there. Yeah, yeah. They just it, don't want to sit down and do the work. They don't want to sit down at the computer and do also, the work of writing the fucking manifesto. You got to have a manifesto. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's going to be like, I mean, there's a rise of right wing groups mm. right now, mm. and uh, you know, white supremacy seems to be a, mm. a very popular. Um, fad these days right yeah be really picking up again yeah um and i'm sure they're gonna celebrate that, yeah, that came back um slap bracelets are gonna come back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a new mm-hmm. thing it's a, yeah. it's a hip new thing to do mm-hmm. be a proud boy mm-hmm. and uh, be racist and be proud of being a racist mm-hmm. um but i still think like i'm sure they're gonna celebrate this guy and i'm sure he's in prison all the neo-nazis are like high fives all around however it's hard not to be like you're a fucking pussy you shot up a bunch of women and kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe go after some, actually. There's, like, Orthodox mm. Jews having, like, all-male ceremonies. Why don't you go in there and start shooting people up? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, open fire on a bunch of women and children. You mm. are a pussy. Yeah. However, I'm sure they're going to name him, like, Chief Dragon Puba or whatever, the KKK yeah. or whatever. And he pr- definitely shot at least one orthodontist. That's for yeah. damn sure. <laughs> and or, what are those kids going to do they, when they or, get, need their retainer? Uh, calibrated or future whatever. orthodontists there are a lot yeah. of kids there although uh, I, I don't guess, think any kids died yeah no children yeah, were, uh, were, were killed yeah. but like, you got 11 but, people and not to mention this dude took out or wounded like four police officers oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. so anyway um, moving along with that it's just mm-hmm. like I was all of a sudden come, just thinking about it because this week uh, I uh, came across another interesting piece of, of racism that's uh, mm-hmm. been in the news and I was thinking like God you know that, that is it's, it's a thing now like I yeah. bet you if you're when I was in when I, when I was in high school and you had somebody you know it's the 90s yeah. you had somebody like being a skinhead or whatever when I was in high school we had three channels on the television <laughs> and that yeah, was but, what you'd watch but back in the 90s and I'm uh-huh. sure it was like this for you did you know here any we go skinheads? back in the 90s um yeah, I'd run. You'd have run-ins with them. You'd have at run-ins like a with them. Ska show or something stupid. Yeah, or at a punk yeah, show, yeah. you'd have yeah, skinheads, yeah. and it was yeah. a fight, and it mm. was like, and then there, you know, the sharps and all mm. that, and mm. like, yeah. But now, you know, people aren't shaving their head and wearing like a you know, white t-shirt and jeans and suspenders mm. or whatever the combat boots or whatever the mm. fuck they wore back then. Now it's like there's just a lot of racists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's groups and they they get together and they they go on gab.com and mm. chat with each other or there are podcasts. White mm. supremacist podcast very popular. Right. Remember the guy uh who had been doing this like hardcore white supremacist podcast and you found out he was actually married to a the Jew? Daily Showa. Yes. Yeah. And then they had, I remember like, we networks. were going to I think we were going to like have the fucking people who do the paranormal nazi podcast on or something and then we didn't we you and i had a disagreement about it or something um i you know what i, I forget what it, what it was there was something about that guy it's mm. just like i don't know i, I you were of, like you know it was it was oh, no, like, I you were like they're eating doritos on their podcast i cannot have yeah. them on mine they were eating doritos and i'm like, no, like you know what it is like, Jesus you know what Christ, it is man. uh yeah. you're so willing to give like free publicity to these guys that can do nothing for us and they don't really give it, do anything for us. So we could chat with these two fucking pricks that have like 30 listeners for what reason? It's not even that funny or interesting. And then we get nothing from it. So that's why I was just like, what are we going to gain from this? Now, if their podcast was much more successful than us mm-hmm. and we could get like crossover listeners or whatever, right. then I would have done it. I mean, it's like, and yeah, you listen to this fucking shitty podcast where they're like eating Doritos and it's poorly produced and they get like 30 listeners. And then we come on and be like, yeah, here, let's... Give you some free publicity. Get you some new listeners. Like, why would you do that? 
I don't know. All I know is that after that, I stopped doing stuff for the show for like a year. <laughs> no, I, I don't yeah. know. I was yeah. just kind of like, I'd rather go get a, yeah. a, a more interesting mm. guest that, yeah. that has done something mm. that, you know, would have some kind of potential for us. Anyway, um, but what, I, what was your original really question? If you want to really bring that up, are you still bitter show? about that? No, I don't care anymore. Okay, because it sounds I, like, I did care sounds like for there's a, some bitterness. No, I did hey. care for a while. But anyway, what yeah. I'm bringing up is uh, it, it seems to be very a, uh, a popular thing right now to be a racist. Yeah. And uh, you just start a racist mm. podcast. A lot of people are listening to it. and uh, Or um, you mm. can also do racist robocalls mm. as uh, marketing schemes. Which I got to say, I, you know, this guy um, who does a racist podcast in Idaho uh, made this extremely racist robocall um, that he was putting out all over Florida. And uh, I got to say, it's funny. It's funny. Mm. Um, it, it almost, at first when I heard it, I thought it was something Howard Stern was doing. Cause Howard no, Stern, it sounded like the shitty minstrel voice. Do you remember when Howard Stern used to do that back well, when... about Clarence Thomas, remember? He would yeah. Be like, he would he do would that do voice that with Clarence for, Thomas. And not even... He would... Any excuse to do that, he would He would do it. It was so bad, you know? though. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like so... It's, it's yeah, it's this okay, minstrel guys. like Amos and Andy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so what's going on right now? There's a governor race, a uh, highly contested uh, governor race. Pretty, pretty close, actually, I'm surprised about. Uh, where a black... The first... He would be Florida's first black governor. Um... Andrew Gillum is running against uh, Ron DeSantis, who's a representative that Trump's supporting. And uh, Gillum would be the first uh, black governor there. He's been on the receiving end of a lot of racism. Oh, yeah. A lot of racism. The white supremacist, especially in Florida. Um, I'm actually surprised it's this close. I thought he would just be, you know, I, I thought the polls would be totally uh, slanted towards um, DeSantis. I was reaching for a wire, by the way, everyone, and I, I literally came so close to just falling off my chair. And dying. Yeah, I was wondering what you're doing over yeah, there. Yeah, I needed the wire from my computer. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christ. A little bit of wilding. So going close, on. like so fucking close. A little bit close. of wilding. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what's going on? There's a, a pretty close mm. uh, gubernatorial race right now in Florida, mm. and so this white supremacist podcast from Idaho mm. started sending out this robocall to all these people in Florida, which. If I got this, because I get, I mean, do you get like a lot of these uh, telemarketer mm. calls all the time? Um, yes. All the time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get them all the time right now. Mm. Rarely, not rarely, never have I had mm. a call like this. Mm. If I got a call like this, I'd actually listen to it because it's really funny. But, uh, but anyway, let's, let's play the call and then I'll talk about why, why I'm bringing it up. Okay. You want to give this guy publicity? Okay. No, no, I haven't, I haven't right. announced the name of his podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, hello there. I is the Negro Andrew Gillum. And I'll be asking you to make me governor of this here state of Florida. My steam pony, who doesn't call me monkey, is doing a lot of hollering about how expensive my plans for health care be. But he be thinking of a white man's medicine, which is very expensive because it uses science and whatnot. But the medicine of my African race be very affordable. Right. Oh, instant putting the chicken piece under your... Jesus. Wait, yeah, well, is he saying something about a medis, medical center? What is it? What's something he about science? I don't know. I. It sounds like he's recording this in a supermarket while yeah, he's just it, doing it his shopping. Really, like, like. And then it's I, really I heard a monkey irritating. sound. Is that a monkey going like, like or whatever in the background? I don't know. I think he just added. I'm hearing like just people in the background. But then he's talking about yeah. something to do with chicken feet. In mm. some kind, is he like referring to like a voodoo? 
No, I think he's just referring to um, chicken feet soup or something. Yeah, is that like, what black people you know, like black people eat that or something. Is that what they're making? It is. It has been known to be on the menu of soul food. Chicken Ch- feet parts, soup. Yeah, well, chicken feet, chicken uh, gizzards. <laughs> you know uh, what? What are the pig snouts? Pig feet. You know that kind of stuff. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bella, during the full moon, don't cost hardly nothing at all. So I was promised that you make me Andrew Gilbert. Other than all, every so people's bad. Ailing, we'll get all the chicken feet. I can't even understand. As to the claim by my esteemed opponent. Right there. This, so this is the part oh, here the part. that okay. is uh, that relates to what we're trying to talk about. Okay. That I don't like the Jews. Nothing be further from the truth. It was the Jews who owned the slave trade. What them brought us Negroes to America to begin with, and they the ones that been putting Negroes in charge over the white folk, just like they done after the Civil War. All the Jews don't vote me, Andrew Gillen. this <laughs> you hear the monkey? I did not hear that. No, so it, I heard him laugh or something. Oh, no, no, play that part. Vote for me, Andrew Gillum, and you just hear like ah! Andrew Gillum. Oh, yeah, it's it's just yeah. this, um, just ridiculous mm. that uh, that this guy would even do that. However, if you got a robocall like that, wouldn't you listen to it? No, I would. Tr- I would. I would want to be I like, even... "What the fuck is this?" Because I can't. I wouldn't be able to hear it. I'd be. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the recording is pretty bad. Also, I... I don't answer the phone. You know, you know I just let, if, unless it's a number I know, I just don't answer the phone. I guess so. I do sometimes because mm-hmm. I'll get like even mm-hmm. like LA numbers, and I'll think mm-hmm. it might be a job or something mm-hmm. calling me, and I'll just mm-hmm. pick it up and be like, and it's in Chinese, and you don't mm-hmm. understand what's going on. But this, mm-hmm. this I gotta say is uh, is a first. I, I, I. It's a pretty original concept to uh, mm. to make an extremely racist robocall and just start sending it out to all the people in Florida, which mm. I imagine would have a a uh, a different effect on people than what this guy is trying to do. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, so. don't you think if you heard this, you'd be like, "What a fucking dick! Who yeah. cares?" Now I'm going to vote for this guy. Although you know, everybody's talking about his fucking podcast now, so there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure his podcast is going to go places. Um, <laughs> he says uh, in the call, he said, we'll give chicken feet to people as medicine. And then it talks about how Jewish people are mm. going to vote for him because Jews are the ones that have been putting Negroes in charge over the white folk, just like they've done after the Civil War. And right. they're the ones who brought the slave trade to uh, the United States. And yep. so I never actually knew this Jewish myth. Did you know this? I've, I'd heard it, I think. I had never heard in this. passing, yeah. I never even really thought mm. about Jews mm. and the slave mm. industry, you know, the slave trade. Never yep. even occurred to me. But then I started doing a little research after I heard this call, because I read an article about it, and it's like, a lot of white supremacists like to refer to the Jewish domination of the slave trade, and not only just white supremacists. Well, I, I feel like I've heard Jews be blamed for everything well ever like yeah. <laughs> for, for canceling firefly you know just, like uh for the slave trade just everything uh, everything that bad that do. ever happened that people are upset about you know but there's also what not only nazis and white supremacists like mm. david duke bring this up mm. malcolm farrakhan malcolm farrakhan uh, or, or louis farrakhan louis yeah, okay, farrakhan louis farrakhan from the nation of islam that's one for the blooper reel yeah. right there i know it's malcolm yeah. farrakhan yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking yeah. of malcolm x at first yeah, yeah. who yeah. malcolm x was a member of the nation of islam so he i think was. he probably thought the same thing yeah. but louis farrakhan as well as um 
uh, uh, what's his name? Leonard Jeffries, who is a, a professor at Wellesley College. He brought up that Jews dominated the slave trade. Right. And Jews, Jews were the ones who set up the entire slave trade, dominated it, and brought it to America. Mm. And so I read that and I was just like, I guess I had no idea. I, I didn't know that Jews did this. So then I started doing some research. And as a matter of fact, Jews did own slaves. They did. But yeah. a lot of Jews, but it, it's, it's funny because a lot of Jewish people are like, mm. it's bigoted and anti-Semitic to even infer that. Yeah. Because Jews were slaves themselves. And there's no way we don't slaves. Yeah, because it was like, I, I, I only started doing research like this morning. And I was like, oh yeah, huh, they did. I, I, I was think, quite surprised. Yeah, I don't know why I thought maybe they'd like, because like, well, we were oh. slaves, but you know, like what, I, like I thought maybe they would have taken a stance like the Quakers or something, but no. You know, nope. I th I thought so too, actually, because you know I have read that uh, yeah. in Israel, like mm. the Hebrews wouldn't own slaves, like mm. they they wouldn't enslave people because it was against God, you know, mm. said they couldn't own slaves. But I wonder if it's like you can't enslave your own kind. Other people, yeah, you can enslave I've had, them. I've had, yeah, I've had Hasidic landlords, and it's like, yeah, if you're like, I, even you, they would regard as not even human. I've been, but yeah, I, I remember so. being in a, a Hasidic mm. Jewish bookstore, a yeah. Judaica store, with my dad, and my dad was talking to him, saying, "I'm a rabbi in a, you know, in a, in a, uh, Detroit," and they're just like, uh, "Okay, sure," it just wouldn't even acknowledge mm. him as being a Jew. Yeah, but, so I, I guess I can kind of see that. Yeah, I wonder about that. But so anyway, I decided to like after, you know, it's interesting that this uh, white supremacist podcast would uh, would, would, would also facilitate me researching this topic. I don't think the, the and also I don't like the term the Jews because it's like the Jews. What does that mean? That means something very different than like Jews. Yeah. yeah Jews, you know, the, the Jews. The Jews. It's like a thing. But um, uh, the they definitely weren't in charge of reconstruction. If they were, that would have been great. And also, Reconstruction lasted for like two fucking minutes. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just give well, all the farms back to the awful white people. Well, know? yeah. Well, what's interesting about that, though, is uh, their, their involvement in the slave trade in colonial America is pretty mm. limited, yes. pretty minuscule, compared to their involvement pre-colonial America, like in, uh, in South America. Mm. And that's, that's what I've read that's kind of interesting. And I think a lot of Jews, Not too. pre-colonial America. You mean South America. Well, South, but, okay. but, you know, South America, like they before. They were here before. Yeah, before all the okay. colonies started in the, really in the U.S. Because okay. like this, I'm talking like, you know, 1500s. Okay. okay. Like the Jews yeah. were involved in it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, with, uh, with the King of Portugal and mm. Portuguese. Like that's how it all started. It's me, the King of Portugal. <laughs> but uh, I think um, I think a lot of uh, Jewish people and like Jewish scholars, a lot of Jewish people in general, refuse to just admit that Jews had any involvement in yeah. it at all, yeah. and they feel like it's it's an anti-Semitic remark to even infer that. Mm -hmm. However, I think a lot of neo-Nazis and mm -hmm. David Duke and uh, and uh, Farrakhan and Nation of Islam do like to trumpet this fact to uh, to. To further their anti-Semitic beliefs. Yeah, and and uh, what we were talking about earlier is that they, they, you know, they did it. Like, if you took, I read this on a, one of the sources. If you took a random Christian person, I, I don't know, the 1700s or something, uh, and a random Jewish person, it would be more likely that the random Jewish person would own slaves. Now, I wonder if that's attributed to their wealth at the time. You know, maybe, probably, yeah. yeah, probably. But at the same time. Um, they did not dominate the slave trade. Well, and not to mention, like, mm. especially in colonial America, Jews were like 1.2% of the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. it's like there will be a lot more random Christian people out there mm. to choose from. However, that being said, a lot of Jews were pretty well off. Mm. And Jews, uh, you know, Jews have that financial acumen. Yeah. You know, so that that's what's interesting about this is how uh, um, um, a lot of these, yeah, like, public black figures, Louis Farrakhan, Leonard Jeffries in particular, but then also like people like David Duke like to bring this up and perpetuate this myth to, you know, I'm I'm interested why they do this, like what their uh, motivation is. Is it just to to be like, no, this is why Jews control everything. And this is why, you know, Jews are responsible for all of all the misfortune and Jews control the banks and Jews control the media. And this is one other thing that Jews have controlled over, over time. Yeah. And Jews didn't come to my birthday party yeah. when I was 10. <laughs> yeah, it's just to blame, you know. Just to, to yeah, lay yeah, blame. Yeah. So in 91, Farrakhan's Nation of Islam published The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews. Yes. And they cited um, Jewish historians to uh, indict today's Jews from for everything. Mm. From the ownership of South American sugar plantation three centuries ago to Jewish participation mm. in the Confederate war effort. And that's what this guy in this robocall is referring to. Um, but then you have people from like the ADL uh, who have published rebuttals comparing the secret relationship to the most infamous works of anti-Semitic propaganda in the 20th century. But the fact of the matter is, Jews did own slaves. Yes, they did. And I'm surprised, but I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Um, so historians acknowledge that certain communities of Jews participated directly in black slavery. But to focus on the role of Jews, to say it's like that they dominated the slave industry is a bit of a, a mistruth. Hmm. I think it's an exaggeration. Because they, de- they definitely did not dominate. They couldn't actually dominate. They weren't allowed to dominate the slave industry right. at the time. They probably would. I think would have. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. If they, what, if they had the opportunity, eh, they probably would have. Well, that, that's know? the thing. Like, yeah. London and the Dutch, who did dominate the slave industry, I mean, they kind yeah. of financed it all. Mm. If Jews didn't have restrictions on how they were allowed to you know, mm. invest their money and, and control market shares and things mm. like that, I think the Jews definitely would have dominated the slave industry yeah. if they were allowed to. Yeah. But I think, but the fact of the matter is there were laws against that regulated uh, Jewish involvement in politics and in, uh, and in uh, the economy. Yeah. Um, so when you think about it, most Americans think of slavery as like the cotton fields and the mm. old South and, yeah. uh, and, and black guys who speak like the guy in that phone call. Mm. Or in that robocall. But they don't realize that the transatlantic slave trade actually sent Africans primarily to South America and right. the islands of the West Indies. That's where it all started. And it was legal there longer, too. Yeah, it was yeah. legal there from like the 15th, you know, 15th, 15th century, 16th century, all the way through the 19th century. But of these, less than 5% of slaves, 427,000 uh, slaves, were brought to what is now the United States. But four million went to Brazil. Yeah. So that's where it really started. Mm. Um, they were the largest single, single devourer of slave labor. Um, and so most Americans also don't realize that the, that whole slave trade is all driven by the sugar trade. Mm. And the sugar, sugar cane was a scarce uh, medicinal think we, plant they in Europe. that in school, I remember. It's like the, the, the thing with the, was it all the sugar? rum and the molasses and the, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, it was, I, yeah. I did not grow up here. Then they 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 send the, they take the sugar and then they turn it into rum and then they bring the rum and the trade. Yeah, it's all. And so it was all bait, and that's yeah. what they needed slave yeah. labor for. Yeah. So white colonizers started cultivating sugar in the fertile tropics of the Americas, and it became a staple and a great source of wealth for Europe's shipping and trading powers. Mm. Um, 
So what began in Brazil during the 1500s then kind of spread everybody or spread from there. And that's when the involvement of Jews in black slavery began as well. So I guess you could say it all started in Brazil with the Portuguese, who were the first uh, group to really colonize Brazil. And in Portugal at that time, it's a little history lesson here, there, are, there was quite a, a large population of Sephardic Jews. So Harris and I, we come from the Ashkenazic Jews, which Correct. are the Eastern European Jews. Yeah. Um, who I, I've often said that the Ashkenazic Jews are the Jews that look like, like Seinfeld or Woody Allen. Whereas the attractive Jews, like Natalie Portman, they're the Sephardic Jews. Yeah, I don't think Natalie Portman's a Sephardic Jew. Sephardic Jews are pretty dark skin. I thought she was from Israel. You, you know, a lot of people from Israel went there in the fucking 50s. No, I thought her family was uh, Sephardic, I'd read. And maybe, uh, what's her, who's maybe the one? one side of it. Oh, okay. you know, but she's definitely ha- like... Is you she know, a half, half Ashkenazic, half? I, I, I don't know. Maybe she's whiter than you. I've, you know? I've read, or I've read something that yeah. one of her parents is Israeli and Sephardic, and maybe, maybe married a, a Ashkenazic or okay. something. So maybe she's yeah. a half one, mm. half of both. But uh, what about um, what's her name? I Hadid. Think, Who's that model that dated DiCaprio? And yeah, Gal, Hadid. Gal Gadot. Although, okay, yeah, but well, I don't know what Gal Gadot is. I know and she's, she's Israeli. Is she? Yeah. I've, sh- I've, I've read okay. that she's okay, Sephardic. Okay. okay, but I mean, it's not just fucking Seinfeld. It's like all white Jews, pretty much, are Ashkenazi. Yeah, but, but the Ashkenazi have uh, mm. the attributes of like the frizzy hair and the mm. big nose. Okay. And, uh, you know, but yeah, the Sephardic Jews yeah. tend to be darker complexed because mm. they, you know, the Mediterranean, you know, and darker hair mm. and things like that. And tend to be on on the whole more attractive than a lot of us Ashkenazic Jews. Right, that's true. Uh, myself in uh, true. particular. <laughs> well, also because I think a big reason for that, and this is my personal theory, is because um, the Ashkenazi Jews were in cities of you know usually Christian countries where they had to stick to small neighborhoods and be among their own, if you know what I mean. There was yeah, a lot yeah, of cousin fucking. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of fucking cousin exactly, fucking. Exactly. That's dude. why you know we have some problems. Well, know? I think that's also why we have like a Jerry Seinfeld and the Woody Allen because yeah. there's a lot of incest. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's why produce... I, I don't have 80% of the hearing in my left ear for the past fucking month because I, I, I get all these ear infections and now it's like I can't hear. And it's like, this my is my ear infection. Oh I'm my God, I got an ear anus. infection in the lamp, ladies. Okay. Um, there's yeah. also like, uh, I've heard um, if you get pregnant, you have to get tested for like a bunch of Ashkenazic weird Jewish uh, genetic diseases. Mm. Do you ever know about that? Like if you're Jewish and you have any kind of Ashkenazic blood, you have to get like a battery of tests. Really? Yeah. If you have any kind of Ashkenazic blood, then you have to get isn't tested for Isn't there a unique that. Jewish disease other than the, all this asthma and all that bullshit? Like, isn't there like a thing? Yeah, my cousin has it. What is it it's called? Like, it's kind of like ALS, but it's not ALS. Like you mm. can't, you lose control of your limbs. Mm. My cousin, uh, my cousin has it actually. He's, he's had it. It was weird. Like he was like able-bodied all the way up to about mm. the age of like 48. And yeah. then all of a sudden it just started happening. Everyone in his family has it. Something to look forward to for you. <laughs> there you go. He's a different yeah. line. He's, he's not a, <laughs> he's not of my line. But anyway, yeah. the Sephardic Jews, the attractive Jews from Spain and Portugal had flourished for centuries in the Iberian Peninsula. So by around the late 1400s, 20% of Portugal's population of 1 million were Jews. So I don't think there's as much inbreeding there with them. I think that's probably why they're more attractive than, uh, than us. Okay, yeah. I think um, that's probably true. But anyway, that year, in 1497, the king of Portugal 
forced all Jews to convert to Christianity. Yeah. And Spain had expelled all their Jews a few mm. years earlier. Yeah. They're just like, get the fuck out. You're out of here. Um, so many Jews left Portugal. <laughs> nice try, Shlomo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're done. You're done You're here. Done. You're yeah. out of here. Uh, many you, Jews... don't have to, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, Shlomo. All many right? Jews Pack it up. Uh, left Portugal, but then others uh, were baptized and became new Christians. But uh, yeah. like we were talking about this before, though, despite this becoming new Christians or being forced to become Christian, they practiced Judaism in secret. Uh, and they were yes. known as uh, Maranos, which is, uh, I guess, secret Jews. Crypto Jews. Crypto Jews. Uh, a lot of these new Christians, these Maranos, went to Brazil, uh, mainly because it was far from the Inquisition, which mm. kind of sucked for them. <laughs> but also because the South American colony was a place where the Sephardim could apply their established expertise in trade and sugar cultivation. Mm. So they actually taught a lot of the British and the Dutch how to really cultivate the sugar. And, oh, I thought uh, the Jesuits did that. No, it was, oh, it was, okay. it was the Jews. Mm. Um, so they, they lived in uh, Brazil, and Something they participated. They owned slaves. They participated in the slave trade. Yeah. Um, and the Dutch, who were unique in Europe for their religious tolerance, even back then they were tolerant, uh, they took control of Brazil in like 1630, <laughs> and they allowed the Jews to be Jews again. Yeah. So they were like, ah, you can be Jewish again. We don't care. So, um, and this is all actually, if you want to read an interesting book about this, is uh, Arnold uh, Wisnitzer's book, The Jews in Colonial Brazil, discusses this at length. But the shipping of Africans to Brazil was monopolized by the Dutch West India Company, which sold them at auctions against cash payment. The buyers at these auctions almost always were Jews. So Jews were like, yeah, let's get some slaves here. Wait, where was this? This is in Brazil. Okay. And this is the West India Company, which is a Dutch company, would auction slaves as for cash, and the buyers were almost always Jews. Yeah. And then these brokers would then sell slaves to plantation owners on credit. There you go. Jews, mm -hmm. that financial acumen. Just going in there being like, hey, I'm going to buy it at, at buy it low, sell high. Anything for a buck, you know? <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> so the British and French West Indies also had some, uh, uh, the so the Portuguese in 1654, the Portuguese recaptured Brazil, chased the Dutch and the Sephardim out. They kicked them all out. They're like, get out, Jews. Mm. Uh, and this would actually affect the destiny of Jews like around the world. And so many of Jews, Brazil's Jews then were like, let's just go to the Netherlands where we can actually be Jewish again. Uh, but some, fl <laughs> some fled to Martinique okay. and, uh, and Guadalupe that were like right. uh, uh, French-controlled places, and they just stayed in the uh, sugar industry and mm. um, still continued with the Negro slave economy. Guadalupe, can yeah. we stay here for a little while? Sure, sure. You so can yeah, stay they here. Uh, so they yeah. kind of taught the English here the art of sugar making, and uh, they stayed there until the French took control and then kicked them out again. So it's it, it's interesting to see that the, they were definitely involved in the slave industry, but their their involvement was limited, put by basically political reasons. I think if they weren't restricted from it, I think they would have been more involved. Definitely. That's, that's my, my theory yeah. here. And uh, so the sugar trade. And not the Jews, but Jews, Jews in general. In, you know, yeah. So uh, sugar, the sugar trade became uh, concentrated in the hands of uh, agents in London. And there was like, they were making a lot of money off of it back then. Mm. But Jews weren't allowed to participate in that. Mm. So the, the role of their trade, the traders, the Jewish traders were actually apparently limited. Mm. And so during the 1700s, they, this is kind of interesting. They were only limited to buying refuse Negroes. So they were allowed to buy slaves, but the sickly ones. 
Yeesh. Yeah. And so according to, uh, this is a, a book written by Stephen Alexander mm-hmm. Fortune here, The Merchants and Jews Struggle for British West Indian Commerce. These Africans, because they were sick, mm-hmm. were, were bought very cheaply and mm-hmm. then resold at a considerable profit once they were healthy. So once again, mm-hmm. Jews taking advantage of their, their financial skills here. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, mm-hmm. they were also forced to do that. So yeah. Well, yeah. So the role of the, the role of Jewish merchants in the slave economy has always been restricted, and so they're restricted. Uh, and yeah, and that's when uh, uh, the when the French this is all the, by 1685 expelled all Jews from that entire region of the West Indies. I like the ones that's like you know what let's just go back to the Netherlands. What's the worst that can happen? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like our bloodlines will be wiped off the face of the earth. Whoops. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, All right. What's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, yeah. Um, so under the auspices of the Dutch, actually, Sephardic Jews had a direct hand in wholesale slaving. So Jews you in can Amsterdam. Just, you can just say under the auspices of the Dutch and just stop. Because you know whatever's going to come after that, it's going to be the worst thing you've ever heard. <laughs> you know, they, they're not great. But they, they owned as, Jews in Amsterdam owned as much as 10% of the stock in the Dutch West India Company. And that was like the biggest slave trading company. Oh, so, so they were involved in the fucking bank. Oh, no, they, they, they were oh. involved. They were just limited to how much they could be involved. Oh, they were. Okay, okay. So they didn't domi- dominate it. No, 10%. no, they weren't allowed to. Yep. If, I think okay, they would have, okay. but the French and mm. English monopoly on the trading mm. companies, that's what dominated the shipping of Africans to New World colonies, and they excluded Jews from any level of trade. Okay. So it's, it's the French and English who pretty much dominated it, but if they allowed the Jews to be involved, I think the Jews would, have, would definitely have been a major player. I mean, I know that kind of sounds anti-Semitic. I can't but believe it, this is how I'm spending my Saturday night. <laughs> Honestly, well, like it's you know, it's funny because at first when I when I listened to that call, I'm like, mm. oh, this is such bullshit. All these yeah. Nazis saying Jews, you know, mm. dominate the slave industry and create the slave industry. I was like, there's no way. But then I was doing a little bit of research and I was like, Jesus Christ, these Jews did own a lot of slaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's just like, man, <laughs> I, I had no idea. Mm. So then, all right, a few uh, maybe a hundred years later, let's go 1760. And colonial North America, the trade diaspora of the Sephardic trade diaspora in the Caribbean ended up, because of the expulsions, caused a lot of Jews either to move back to Europe or then uh, resettle in North America. And I think that's where the Jews ended up coming to, like, not my ancestors, my ancestors came here from, from Europe, but I think a lot of Jews that have been living here for, since the Civil War, they came from the slave industry yeah. and, the, and the trade diaspora. Well, um, I think um, pretty much... Any Amer- like any white American whose family has been here prior to like, like you know Ellis the Civil Island, War, yeah. the Civil War, D- like don't don't do ancestry dot com because whatever you find, it's gonna be fucking bad. You know <laughs> you're not gonna find it. I don't know why everyone in this country is so interested. Like oh yeah, I'm gonna find you ants. It's like everything you're gonna find is gonna be it's terrible. It's not gonna be good. It's yeah, a yeah, Pandora's yeah. box. Like you don't want to yeah. know what's in there, especially like, oh, if you're from the yeah. south. Like if my family, if I was from like North Carolina, I don't, I probably yeah. wouldn't do that. No, no. I wouldn't want to know. Ben Affleck did that on that fucking show with the, um, what's his face guy where he's like, this is your heritage, whatever. The guy on PBS, the black Garrison guy who Keeler. had the, who had the, no, who had the <laughs> beer with Obama and that cop that arrested oh, uh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what's his name. Guy? I forget that guy's name. Anyway, um, he, Ben the Affleck. professor, the Harvard professor. Yeah, he's professor, a professor, yeah. yeah. Ben Affleck went on that show and they found out that one of Ben Affleck's ancestors, they didn't put this part on the show, but it came out later on because he said, please don't put this on the show. Um, <laughs> they found out that one of his ancestors 
uh, owned a, a slaving ship that was running after slavery was illegal. Um, and wait, wait, after it was illegal? Yeah, after it was illegal. Because it was illegal in... Uh, Another reason know. to hate And if like, the British Navy saw a slaving ship after a certain point, they would try to arrest it. So there's the British Navy was like coming up to the ship. So he's like, we got to get rid of all the cargo. And they dumped all the slaves and killed them. Oh, kept, just dumped yeah, yeah, them yeah. in the ocean. Yeah. Wow. So you don't want to know that. Why would you next, want to know that? I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it next time I see Casey Affleck at Gelson's, which I do sometimes. Just I start see heckling him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just start heckling him. Slave trader. Yeah. So it's like you just everyone is bad and don't look into anything. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's is, like you know Jews. Yeah. Uh, like all ethnic groups owned slaves back then because that's mm. what you did. Everybody sucks. I think yeah. is the moral of the story here. And even the ones that don't were like involved in other ways so gentiles however overwhelmingly controlled the slave business in colonial america um but at that time like in rhode island for example their sephardic merchant shippers were known mainly for their prominence in the business of selling oil from sperm whales so that's what the jews got into when they moved to the u.s they're like let's just get oil from sperm whales and sell that so um that's the thing so the real history of the Jewish participation in the slave trade is a bit more complex than what like Farrakhan and Leonard Jeffries were suggested by saying, everyone knows rich Jews helped finance the slave trade. So I think they're, I think like Farrakhan and Jeffries here and, and, and a lot of like David Duke and people like that are clearly misusing historical facts to serve, you know, their animus against Jews. And I think a lot of people did that. And so that's kind of, uh, that's part of the thing. However, that being said, you have to acknowledge that Jews own slaves. They own slaves. Yeah. So, you know, people like, I mean, there's a lot of like the ADL and, and different Jewish groups are like, well, that's anti-Semitic. And that's bigoted to say, to say that Jews, you know, own slaves. They didn't dominate the slave industry. That's, that's historically proven. But they did own slaves. So I'm, I, I got to say, I was quite surprised, you know. Um, well, I mean, you know. It, it did. You got to admit, weren't you kind of surprised by it? I was surprised. Yeah, I was just like, man, dude, yeah. Jesus. Although, I mean, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Let's <laughs> fucking move on. I don't want to discuss this anymore. Because I'm, um, I'm upset now. Yeah, wow. You're yeah. all verklempt over there. Your ancestors probably owned slaves. You just have to deal with that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I wonder what the rabbi would say about this. I'd love to. If if my dad was alive today, I would have had him on just to ask him about it. And then when he would have, I guarantee my dad would have done the whole like, that's not true. Jews never owned slaves. Yeah. And then yeah. if you would have pulled out the, like all the historical references, mm. he would have been like, all right, maybe they owned a couple slaves. Mm. It's like, and I think that's what a lot yeah. of Jews say there. But, but the fact of the matter is they did own slaves. Yeah. Which sucks because everybody go. sucks. So there you go. Um, I am interested to see uh, what happens in this Florida gubernatorial race, though, because um, Trump is like really pushing DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And I, I just assumed a Republican would be a governor of Florida because that's just how it is. I mm -hmm. mean, that state's usually pretty red anyway. But Gillum is actually like coming pretty close to it. You know, he's coming pretty close to, to winning. And did you say that there was a debate recently where he what did he say? He said something about like racist think he's racist. Yeah. Yeah. Or I think Gil yeah, was he's talking like, about I'm DeSantis. not saying DeSantis is a Republican, right? Yeah. He's a he Republican. He was like, I'm not saying that DeSantis is racist, but racists like him because they think he's racist. <laughs> 
and the other guy's just like, oh shit. There's a hell of a lot of races yeah. in uh, in there, you know everywhere. What? To be honest, there's a hell of a lot of races everywhere. Mm. All right, that's kind of the the, the point. Of what's going on? Um, what's going on in uh, in, in this country? Fucking comedy gold. Comedy you know, gold. Yeah, well, it's episode 658 here of Sick and Wrong. We have news stories coming up next, and uh, we have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the stories we have here, it's going to be interesting, actually. I think uh, these are two big stories that happened in the in the news cycle this week yeah. and it's kind of interesting because it's rare to have two huge lunatic stories in mm-hmm. one week i mean it's, it seems like this day and age anything goes right now yeah i mean to be honest anything goes i i don't even know what to expect from the news anymore can i ask you something what what was the first reich oh the first reich yeah what, what, was, what was that wasn't that from uh uh world war one no, that's the second Reich. Oh, the oh, I thought World War One was the first Reich. No, I thought the what first. What the fuck and is the second, second Reich then? The third is the. I thought is the, the first Nazi. and second were both in World War One. No, I think the first was before World War One. Like I nobody wonder, ever, I you know, from what? you don't ever hear about. I don't know. I literally have no idea. I don't it could be know. like, wow, when Barbarossa did, I don't did something. It had to have lasted for a long time because if they're like, well, this one lasted thirty years, this one's going to last a thousand years. Was there a major European? I mean, there must have been European wars prior to World War One. But was there a, like a major European war that the First Reich fought in? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff, but I don't know what the First Reich is. You know, I've never looked into yeah, that. I no. don't know. I'm just it has curious. nothing to do with the topic. No, it does. Well, we were talking about Nazis <laughs> before. You know, I think it. It's making my mind. It's making me think. You know what I mean? All right. Well, yeah, okay. Harrison's desultory yeah. comment aside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about that. Yeah. The First Reich. Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I assumed it was World War I, but yeah, that was the second record of World War I. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, so it's rare to have two lunatics in the news cycle in one week. But we had one guy who was sending bombs to all the Democratic uh, politicians hmm. and uh, CNN and all that. And then we had another guy today who walked in with an AR-15 and, and shot up a synagogue. So we have two lunatics who you'd think are very similar white guys, angry white men who are killing people or want to kill people. But in fact, actually, there's quite a few differences between these two guys. So my question is, at the end of this segment, we're done comparing these two stories. Who's more of a nutter? Harrison's guy or my guy? Okay, yeah, let's... let's. So we we can decide that at the end. So my guy is the guy who... uh, Robert Bowers, who uh, shot up the, the synagogue in Pittsburgh. And he's got a long trail of anti-Semitism. This guy isn't a new neo-Nazi. He's been a, he's been a Nazi for a while. He's hated Jews for a long time. He probably would get along well with Farrakhan. They probably would be buddies. But he probably doesn't like black guys that much either. However, I wonder, like, I wonder if like Farrakhan would be like, you know what? I hate the color of your skin. 
However, I like the cut of your jib. Right. You know, I wonder if he would be willing to forego the white skin because they both hate Jews. I mean, it's happened in the past. What's well, like? I showed you the fucking photo. Yeah, that, that is true. The American Nazi Isn't Party. Isn't that kind of like Skeletor and Hordak? Didn't they ever like, it is join like forces? Skele- it's a lot like Skeletor, Skeletor and Hordak. Yeah. yeah. Same they only deal. worked together once, and that was to steal a baby from King Randor. Wow. So it's, and then that baby went on to become She-Ra. And that's the rest of the story. <laughs> so wait, didn't Farrakhan work with the Nazis once? Not Farrakhan. He, I don't think he. Or no, but the Nation of Islam. Yeah, they, yeah, they it was did. before Farrakhan. They like they entertained the idea. Uh, it, mainly, it wasn't really so much that they didn't like Jews. It was that they both believed in racial separation. Racial separation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have to cover that in yeah. a future episode. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So eleven people were killed uh, today, Saturday morning, when a gunman stormed the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh and opened fire on the congregants inside, hmm. armed with an AR-15 assault rifle and at least three handguns. This dude had an arsenal of weapons, and he would post pictures of these weapons on Gab.com, just being like, "Here's my arsenal." Hmm. It's like he was stoked about it. Um, Armed with an AR-15 and at least three handguns, he uh, was shouting anti-Semitic slurs. All Jews must die. While he was just shooting people in the synagogue at a baby naming ceremony, actually. Uh, killed 11 people and wounded was six it others. Sh- was it She-Ra? <laughs> was not She-Ra. Oh, I, right, actually, yeah. I wonder. She-Ra Goldstein. Th- think about it. Th- this baby yeah. that was being named. I wonder what this baby will become. Maybe this baby will be like, I don't know, the Antichrist or something. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Or the maybe Mo- the, the Messiah. It's Moshiach, yeah, maybe. It could um, be. Okay. Um, President mm. Trump uh, described the shooting as an act of, a wicked act of mass murder. Mm. It was pure evil. He also said, they should have had an armed guard at the door. <laughs> I love that when it's like, well, mm. could have had an armed guard at the door. That would have stopped everything. You could have an armed guard at your apartment. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. You know, because good guys yeah. with guns stop bad guys with guns. Get everyone. You but know? you know what? This guy wounded four police officers. Mm. I bet you he probably would have taken out the eighty-year-old security guard, yeah. the retired security guard yeah. who's who's guarding the synagogue. Well, you know? like, why don't we get? Um, why don't we have Israel send us mercenaries to stand guard outside synagogues? That'd what did we buy all those stupid Israeli savings bonds for in the get, 70s Let's and get Mossad agents. Yeah, yeah. Retired Mossad agents to come stand Time outside. Time to get uh, back, synagogue. assholes. Yeah. You know, come on. Um, so we got you got to protect our Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suspect identified DOJ. by law enforcement officials as Robert Bowers, 46 years old. He surrendered to the police after barricading himself inside a third floor office of the synagogue. He was wounded. Uh, they had shot him. Hmm. Um, it's believed that, uh, that uh, Bowers here made anti-Semitic statements during the shooting and targeted Jews in posts on social media. And that's the focus of the investigation right now. And I'm sure there's a lot more that's going to come out. But what's already come out is pretty wacky. Um, no children were among the dead. So no, I think uh, some children might have been injured, which, uh, but none, none were actually uh, killed. Uh, before, police officers who responded to the scene were injured. Uh, Bowers is an avowed anti-Semite. He was shouting, all Jews must die before killing at least eight, uh, 11 people at the Tree of Life. Um, <laughs> Attorney Jeff, Jeff Sessions said the Department of Justice plans to file federal hate crime charges against this guy. Even Maury Povich? All Jews? All Jews must die? All Jews. Even? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the DOJ will support our state and local partners that we continue to bring the full force of law against anyone who violates the civil rights of the American people. You go, Jeff Sessions. 
There you go. Yeah. A a motive hasn't been made official. Okay. Even though I think the motive is kind of apparent here. Hmm. Don't you think so? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Although it's clear from from his online persona that Hmm. he was a racist who held deep-seated hatred for Hmm. the Jews, Hmm. for Jewish people in general. And so he was active on a site called Gab, which I've never heard of before. Have you you been on Gab? I've never been on it. I've heard of it. It's where really right-wing people go when they get kicked off of Twitter, essentially. So is it a, like a, is it, does it look like Twitter? Is it a forum? Like, what is Gab? Um, Is it like Facebook for Nazis? It's like Twitter. It's like Twitter for Nazis, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it's like a Twitter for Nazis. Mm -hmm. So it's like Milo Yiannopoulos there and Alex Jones, are they all hanging out on Gab? Um, all the Hillary Clinton's deplorables. No, I think it's probably <laughs> some of the more fringier, oh, the more hardcore you know, ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like the guy making yeah. the robocall, he's right. probably on. Uh, he's probably. They on also Gab. like to use Discord. For, oh, they use but Discord that's, as that's well. Voice, yeah. So Gab is a uh, social media platform that's very popular amongst the neo Nazis. Um, they regularly post racist and anti Jewish sentiments. Uh, apparently, his biography on the site so it's like you know how like you can leave a little thing saying like i'm a cruise ship magician or whatever the hell you want to say his is jews are the children of satan that's his little biography message okay (laughs) okay um i'm gonna i don't i don't remember which direction is which when you swipe it i swipe right on that right i like it if that's yeah. on his Tinder. Well, if it's Tinder, it's swipe right. Swipe you'd right. Like it. Yeah. I'm swiping right. Swiping right. Yeah, Jews yeah. are children of Satan. Yeah. She got a shirt. That'd be I mean, shirt. I like Satan. So it's like, if that's, that's, I'm fine with that. I wonder if I made a shirt of that, if I can make some money on Gab. Yeah, you could. All right, I'll you could. Look, I'm going to mm-hmm. look into that. Mm-hmm. There you go. That financial acumen. Mm-hmm. I think it's in our blood. Yeah. You know? Um, less than two hours before the shooting, I guess on Gab, he was railing against... H-I-A-S, which is Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, uh, in an increase, increasingly desperate post, saying that uh, H-I-S likes to bring invaders in that kill our people. I can't sit by and watch my people get slaughtered. Screw your optics. I'm going in. Hmm. Whatever that means. Um, you know, when I first read that, I was like, H-I-S, Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society. Hmm. I didn't realize it was aid Singular. Oh, there was AIDS. I thought it was okay. AIDS, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, maybe he just doesn't want AIDS coming here or something." Right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's he he actually thinks that they're bringing in that caravan of people, like the mm. the caravan that's that's that evil caravan that's yep. marching towards the U.S. It's pretty evil. Is uh mm. is all funded by HIAS, the okay. Hebrew immigrants, and uh, they they have some invaders in there. They're going to give you AIDS, so be prepared. All right. All right. I'll get ready. Get ready for some AIDS. Hot AIDS action. Is that um, like a black tie event? Or what? How, how should I get ready for that? I don't understand yeah. this, uh, this like Metal uh, Gear reference here. Screw your optics. What does that mean? Oh, because I th- I'm sure the other right-wing people on Gab are like, wait, if you do that, we might lose the election. Oh, Moron. okay. Because I've heard of that thing. I've heard of this happening where like right-wing Jews in, oh, let's say, I don't know, Beverly Hills, who are rich... Some of them are have started to or considering voting Democrat because they're like, actually, I think I um, hate Nazis more than I love my money. Yeah, it's like so, I like tax breaks, yeah, yeah. but Nazis are worse. Yeah. And they're gunning down Jews these days. All right, I'll vote Democrat. Get my, my get get taxed a little bit on my inheritance. 
Um, his profile was taken down by Gab uh, this morning. Uh, but archives of, of his activity on the platform showed that he was an anti-Semite who was critical of President Trump for not being a true nationalist. Yeah. That's interesting. Trump. I thought for sure this guy would be a Trumper. I thought so. First, no, no, Trump was far too left-wing. For He's his far days. too left-wing. And yeah. mm. he said he is surrounded by kikes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's referring to Jared Kushner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said the kikes have got him. Mm. So that apparently the kikes have, uh, have taken Trump. So just to let you know, Trump is being controlled by kikes. I don't think Jared Kushner's got anybody, <laughs> you know. He also openly discussed the QAnon conspiracy theory about mm. the pedophiles. Right. So that that's interesting too, and it doesn't surprise me that this guy would be uh, would subscribe to the QAnon theories. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, apparently the QAnon theories have wormed their way into real life now. Well, it's weird because a lot of the, the like super right wing people, like they, be- a lot of them do believe in the the Jews, you know, the Jews, but they don't hold the machinations of the Jews against let's say Ben Shapiro or Andrew Breitbart or yeah, individual, yeah, yeah. individual Jews. Individual Jews. You know? Well, yeah. I think there's... But I this think, guy don't give a fuck. Well, I think there's kind of that like weird, I don't know, is it cognitive dissonance where you're like, mm. eh, some Jews are all right. Mm. There's, there's good Jews and there's bad Jews. Most of them bad, a mm. couple good ones that espouse the same bullshit rhetoric that I uh, follow here. Mm. Um, so uh, one, one of the quotes he said here is, uh, there is no MAGA as long as there, a, there is a kike infestation. QAnon is here to get patriots that were against martial law in the 90s to be the ones begging for it now to drain the swamp. Hmm. So, so this guy actually thinks the swamp now is filled with kikes. A lot of kikes in the swamp. Oh. So uh, he's hoping QAnon will get patriots to come in and drain the swamp of kikes. Okay. Yep. He's talking about Florida, I assume. <laughs> okay. All right. He also yeah. commented, commented on the uh, capture of Caesar... Sayak. I don't know how to say his name. Is it Sayak? Sayak? Do, do not know. All right. So Can't that's the subject of Harrison's story here. Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested in Florida on Friday after sending bombs to a dozen high-profile Democrats. Uh, he poked fun at Sayak's van, calling it garish. And that, that's my best. That's my favorite part about uh, yeah. the, the Sayak story is, have you seen the guy's van? There's like, yeah. you know, there's creepy van. There's rape vans. Yeah. There's creepy vans. And then there's full-on fringe lunatic vans like the one he's driving. Vanifesto. <laughs> Vanifesto is, yeah. is going on yeah. there. Yeah. God, the, the pictures on that are amazing. There's like Jill Stein with a target, Obama yeah. with a target. Um, pretty much all the conspiracies that we've talked about on the show yeah. are all on that van. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he thinks Jews dominate the slave industry. Probably. Sure. Um, but anyway, uh, my guy, Robert Bowers, was making fun of your guy's van. So I just want to let you know that. God damn it. <laughs> it's garish. Um, Who is he? Fucking Tom Ford? Like what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Interior decorator over here. I give that van yeah. two thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gab released a statement after the shooting saying the site doesn't allow for calls to violence. But white mm. supremacy and racial hatred, that's mm. cool. That's mm. totally cool. I find your truck nuts ostentatious at best. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, said authorities are still trying to learn the extent of this anti-Semitic attack. Mm. That being said, I'm sure we're going to find some other juicy details about uh, Robert's uh, background. I'm wondering if he's ever had a girlfriend or if he currently had a girlfriend, if he had kids. There's got to be a lot of history there that we don't know yet. So, So my closing argument is 
I got a guy who really hates Jews here that opened fire on a synagogue filled with women and children. So he's a pretty bad guy. And not to mention, he is such a patriot that he hates Trump. He's yeah. critical of Trump, too. Yeah. Didn't even vote for Trump. So there you go. He's a fucking nutter. A real white Christian minute man. He is a nutter. Mm. What do you have here, Harrison? Um, I have a guy who's far less competent at, at <laughs> evil than your guy, sadly. Yeah, he's, uh, he's not, uh, no. Um, bomb mailing suspect Cesara Sayok was a big Trump fan with a criminal history. And one, one, one little fucking ace I have up my sleeve here in our little Magic the Gathering battle of fucking fruitcakes. Uh, fruitcakes. <laughs> yeah, is uh, uh, he, was, uh, he, he belonged to the same tribe as you. And by tribe, I mean he was a strip club DJ. Oh, yeah. I forgot mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. He is. I, I should feel some kinship here. You should. Although I, I, one, thing, one thing to note, hmm. there were a lot of guys I worked with that would be like this guy hmm. that had like, it was weird. Like strip club DJs are for the most part, poorly educated also have poor dental hygiene um, and greasy mullets. It's, 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 it seemed like that's what happens to you when you're a DJ for over two decades. Yeah. Um, this guy was bald, but I'm sure he had the other things. But the one thing that all these guys have is they have like really strong convictions, mostly misguided convictions because they're very misinformed, but they had like almost all these older DJ guys like had some just really strong convictions about the government. Sure. And uh, so it doesn't surprise me that this guy's... Look, I've been to rehab, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of, for some reason, when they, I think mm. it's because they can't get any other jobs or they've been working in, you know, the drug addiction mm. or whatever. They're strip club DJs and they just, yeah, they just have like a lot of misinformed political opinions. Hmm. Yeah, uh, 56 years old, was taken into custody by federal authorities uh, yesterday. Um and took possession of a van covered in stickers supporting Trump and criticizing Democratic officials. A very garish yeah. van. Let me, let me mention that. He's a, he's a registered Republican, promoter, booking, booking agent, amateur bodybuilder, worked as a stripper at one point. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's another interesting yeah. factoid about strip clubs. A lot of managers used to be former male strippers. Okay. And I think there's a, obviously a shelf life for being a male stripper. So once you maybe reach the age of 40, you I start getting, so. your metabolism slows down. Yeah. Then you become a manager or whatever this guy was. He was like a bouncer Yeah. Uh, when he did. Um, he was once sentenced to probation for a bomb threat. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was in 2002. He threatened a power company customer representative in a dispute over a utility bill. He said the bombing would be worse than 9-11. And he would wow. blow the agent's head off. Man. Yeah. So, probation. Uh, he appeared to be living for years in his van, which was parked in a lot outside a strip mall in Aventura, Florida, and was showering at a nearby beach and local fitness center. Nothing conspicuous about this weird van. No. <laughs> um, although, you got to just think about it for a second. Living in a van in Florida... <laughs> Probably it's actually fucking very, hot in Florida, guys. Yeah. Oh, you know? my God. The smell must have been unbearable. Yeah, Although, thing. I bet you there's a lot of people living in a van in Florida. Sure. Yeah. I think that's considered a there's home There's a lot there. of people living in a van here. Yeah. I'm true. friends with some of them. Yeah. You know, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with You're it. You're only not, a few months away. Yeah. Let's not, let's not poo-poo uh, van living. Van living? Yeah. Van living. You know? That's, that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, yeah. So... 
I'm just saying in Florida, if you bring a chick back to your place, it's like, well, actually, I live in a van. I think there'd be a lot of girls there would be like, all right, you have any meth? Whereas here, I think there'd be some girls would be like, well, I guess just don't tell anyone. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also suggested he was a member of Florida's Seminole tribe, but, oh. he, but he wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Where the Seminoles like, we do not. Have, this yeah. guy is not in the tribe. All right. Yeah. We, <laughs> His father was Filipino. That's it. That's the closest. Uh, no. Oh, hence the yeah. weird name. Yeah. Mother was from Brooklyn. No Seminole. Okay, so there's no Seminole going on nope. there. All right. Uh, he was arrested numerous times. And I've I've seen this happen a lot. I've seen people claim to be Native Americans. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Warren. Yeah. <laughs> Just Even like, though did she? She actually. It has like a fraction of a percentage of not Native Americans. Yeah, not yeah. enough to be, to be saying it to anybody, you know? I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, I'm sorry, you want credit because your great-great-great-grandfather raped a fucking Comanche woman? Like, fuck you. I Honestly. feel like the only way you can say you're Native American is yeah. if you get money from the government for being a Native American. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can be a Native American. Or from a casino. Or, or from something. a casino, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, just like I feel like you know, you could say you're a Jew if Himmler would have had you murdered. You know, that's fair. Um, yeah, so he was arrested numerous times, felony grand theft, um, and misdemeanor retail theft, and multiple traffic violations. He's probably stealing stickers for his van. Yeah. <laughs> and his trapper keeper. His trapper keeper. Yeah. <laughs> also covered with pro-Trump memes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he declared bankruptcy in 2012. He had $21,000 in liabilities and uh, lived with his mother. He had an 11-year-old Chevy Tahoe with 285,000 miles on it. They just found out everything they could <laughs> I just find love out these random facts. Yeah. The one thing, I don't know if you're about to bring this up, but they, they named the male stripper, strip group he was trying to uh, promote. Did they, did you, is that in that article? It doesn't article? say it in here, but it's like so Chip and... I, Chip of fellas. Not Chip, of, not Chip and Dales. It was... Chip and fellas. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know if he was like one of the dancers or if he was just like the guy that's promoting the dancers. Jesus. I don't know. Chip of fellas. So yeah, he was a big uh, proponent of the conspiracy theories about the Parkland shootings. Oh. Um, all sorts of shit. And, uh, you know, a lot about the different Democratic uh, Congress men and Congress women and everything George Soros... Whenever anybody says like, oh, George Soros is responsible for whatever, in my mind, I replace George Soros with the Jews. The Jews, yeah. It's like it's the, a, the Jews yeah. equals George yeah. Soros, for sure. But uh, he sent packages with, with bombs to Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Robert De Niro, Eric Holder, Cory Booker, Al Lewis, and director, CIA director John Brennan. Wow. Yeah. You know what's interesting about this? How did he get their home address? You didn't catch. You didn't uh, catch. Uh, threw an Al Lewis. He was Grandpa Munster, and he's dead. He did not get a bomb. Oh, okay. I was just trying right. to keep. <laughs> just trying to keep you on your toes there. You know that Al Lewis. Yeah. You know, just throwing that out kind of right. sounds like someone who works yeah. for CNN or I something. I guess it could yeah. be. Yeah, true. But how did he get their addresses? Like, I don't know where Barack Obama lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could find out. I could find out. You know, you could find out where George Soros lives. Yeah, I've done it. Or De Niro? Yeah, I mean, I once... Who did I serve? Actually, I ended up... Was it Rihanna? Huh. I th- I ended up serving her her manager. 
because she was living in Las Vegas at the time. All right, could so, you find but out? But I did find out where she was exactly and when she was going to be there. So. All right, could you find out from the back of a van using It was Starbucks. Nicki Minaj. It wasn't Rihanna. I'm sorry, it was Nicki Minaj. Using Starbucks free Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess that works. Totally. Um, yeah, so uh, a Tampa resident who encountered him in a hotel parking lot Told, ugh, okay, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I met him in a parking lot once. Interview me. Uh, it said he was quirky, but didn't seem violent during their hour-long conversation. Wow, I wonder what they're conversing An about. An hour-long <laughs> yeah, conversation in a hotel parking lot. <laughs> My God. Hey, he wasn't talking violent or anything like that, but basically talked about uh, fake news, Obama, Hillary Clinton, stuff like that. <laughs> He said his family didn't agree with him. Conspiracy. Uh, that he uh, only associated with other Trump supporters. Uh, yeah. And that was a man. The man they talked to, his name was Corey. He's a 40-year-old black Trump supporter. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And when he found out that uh, uh, Sayok, whatever the fuck, was the suspect, he couldn't believe the regular Republican he had spoken to was the bomb suspect. Yeah. regular in air quotes it was crazy man he never said anything verbally hateful he didn't say I want to kill Obama although I guess his van did yeah I was about to say you're standing right next to his fucking weird meme covered (laughs) van he railed against him but never threatened Um, uh, Corey said he was one of those who initially believed the bombs being sent to top Democrats were a false flag operation you know which is quite interesting actually Mm. bring that up because um, I read that Rush Limbaugh, Lou Dobbs on Fox News, mm. Hannity, and like a couple others were like espousing this democratic hoax mm. bomb theory. Yeah. And saying that it was all made up to, you know, railroad the midterm elections and interfere with it and all this. And none of these bombs were even real bombs. And that Democrats like Hillary, some Republicans were even saying Hillary sent them to herself mm. and all this. And now it's proved that they're, that they're actually, and even Trump gave credence to this. He didn't go out and say that he, he didn't try to, you know, disseminate false information about it, but he gave credence to it. He mentioned, kind of referred to in a tweet. Yeah. And so the fact of the matter that they found the guy and that yeah. the FBI confirmed that these were indeed real bombs. And none of them went off, you know? None of them went off. You think Kaczynski, yeah. you know? I mean, come on. He's much more. Well, the, yeah. Kaczynski had a lot of bomb failures, too. I guess he, he did. blow up yeah. a FedEx employee? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. But none of these bombs went off because I think they were made in the back of a van by a fucking lunatic. I read I, I, I read I read another article that was like I guess towards the end he would start like missing songs like he he was when he was DJing, he'd be, DJing. he wouldn't play the you know the it would, song would end he wouldn't play the next song and he's like yeah he was doing something under the booth maybe he was making, making the bombs bomb he may have been making DJing. them you know well, Destiny with two eyes was, was on the stage, you know? Like, that's when like he that. was it's putting like, them together. <laughs> Gentlemen, yeah. let's put those hands together. Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. cashmere. Yeah. So I get nine minutes to make a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I read an interesting thing, too. I don't know if it's in this article, but he had worked. I guess he did a lot of odd jobs. Mm. And recently, he was a strip club DJ and a bouncer. But he'd done a bunch of odd jobs with, like, chip fellas or whatever. But one of the things he did was a, he worked for a food, a delivering food for some restaurant. And the woman that worked there was like, you know, he was a really nice guy. He was funny, always joking around, really good at his job, but extremely racist. Yeah, he was racist against Jews and uh, black people and was very anti-gay. But, you know, if you, don't, if, you, if you overlook that, he was a really good guy. 
Yeah. She's like, well, that aside, he was a great guy. Hmm. So that, and because I guess the reporter's like, well, why didn't you fire him? She's like, because he did a good job. It's just, I just chose not to listen to that. It's like, wow. Okay. So I guess in Florida, it must be hard to find a good worker who's not virulently racist. Yeah, probably. You know? So yeah. you're probably like, ah, right. I'll just, you know, you drain the, the swamp of kikes. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. <laughs> just make sure you get that Taco Bell order delivered in time. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, if uh, we had to argue who is the bigger nutter, more of a lunatic, I think I might say your guy. Yeah. Because your guy lived in a van. Yeah. My guy, I think, probably had his own apartment, probably covered mm. in swastikas. Mm. But your guy lived in a weird van for a year. Yeah. And prior to that, he lived with his mom. And he's 46. Yeah. And he runs a faux strip club group called Chippa Fellas. Okay. And he doesn't know how to make a decent bomb. All right, mm. your guy mm. is the bigger nutter. Congratulations. Mm. <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> Look, compared compared to Eileen Warnos, this guy was living in the lap of luxury. All right, yeah, that's come true. on. I am wondering though, because uh, that's the thing. This week we might find out some more details about my guy mm. that might trump your guy. Okay, yeah. So we'll see. Um, anyway, people, send your story. Podcast, gmail.com. We have phone calls coming up next. Three two three five two two four zero three two. Before we get to that, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah. Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, the first one is from a girl who uh, I think has a bit of a crush on you, personally. Mm, okay. I, think it's a, I don't know if it's a crush on you or your voice. Like your yeah, voice does a lot it. of times it's the voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, my voice usually <laughs> just kind of uh, disgusts women, like physically. Yeah. I think they're physically yeah. repulsed by it. They have uh, yeah. um, some bowel issues usually mm. when they hear it. But your voice, for some other reason, makes them very moist yeah. downstairs. So anyway, here's Poppy from the UK. It's a, it's a gift. Hey, guys, it's sick and wrong. Um, it's Poppy here from the UK. Harrison, gay, love you both. Harrison, I think you have like a really sexy voice. I've listened to your podcast, both of you, for years and um, sound. However, I just want to get this off my chest. Don't really know who else to talk, who else to, talk to you. So I just want to preface this before she goes into uh, mm-hmm. what her question because I've already listened to this call. Yeah. I looked her up. Yeah. Because uh, friends on Instagram, very attractive. She's like young, hot, blonde, very attractive. So okay. what she's about to say, yeah. you should be picturing a very attractive girl saying this. All right. Here we go. When I masturbate, um, all I can think of is like so much sick shit comes into my head and I don't really know how to get it out, so I just watch porn. But I'd like to think of like, I don't know, some some nice shit that isn't weird stuff like, oh, I can't even, I can't even, like feet. I, I fucking hate feet, guys. Why do I keep thinking about that when I masturbate? It just comes into my head. However, Harrison. Ah, uh, okay. 
that's that's okay maybe she has a foot fetish yeah. i when she said all these fucked up things coming to my i thought it's like she's imagining like fucking you know auschwitz and the uh, the bomb you know, hitting nagasaki and you know like i i, I didn't know what she was talking it's about so funny. Was like, when she first yeah. said all this fucked up yeah. shit i was just thinking what are you thinking like jews being gassed to death yeah, or whatever yeah. like, like, i mean mm. i don't know why that's the first thing it's like because yeah. that is kind of sick if you masturbate to those children kind of being thoughts. mauled by polar bears at yeah the zoo. or like hiroshima yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it's like mm. you know that, shark attacks yeah exactly yeah okay um what did she have to say Give me some shit to talk to, to talk about. Uh, Masturbate to you because I love your fucking voice. I'm in bed. I'm tired as fuck. I'm drunk as fuck. Love you guys. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Shout me out. Bye. Shout me out. Shout me out. Shout me out. <laughs> um, well, it sounds like she needs your help, Harrison. What should she think about when she masturbates? Um, hmm. Personally, I would say think of nothing and just watch porn because I can't mentally masturbate anymore. I I'm unable to do it. Yeah, I can't really do it either. I have to watch porn. Yeah, and so if I do, it's like trying to like astrally project myself or something. Exactly. It's like like, it's, ah, like all tedious. this concentration. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like so trying to bend a spoon <laughs> like Yuri Geller. It's like I'm you know? staring at yeah. goats trying yeah. to make this dick hard and yeah. masturbate. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not. I can't really do it. I, I've had to do it before. You know, in very extreme circumstances, but it's been mm. a long time. I would say just watch porn so you don't have to think. Right. That's what I say. But yeah, I guess if you were to think about something, I don't know. I have no idea. Think about ball milk. I'm not sure. Coated in ball milk, in Harrison's ball milk. Oh, uh, I guess I'll, I could get... <laughs> Why are we talking about my ball milk? <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. it'd be a nightmare to yeah. Benny, but maybe she'd be into it. Yeah. I'll give, I'll give I'll give her something to, which is just a random tab I have open. Um, <laughs> erect in his armor, a tall man carved from stone was standing at the helm and cutting the black flood, but the hero unmoved, leaning on his rapier, kept gazing at the wake and deigned not look aside. Dude, I have such a boner right yeah, now. Right? God, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that worked. There you all go. Right. I think you're all set, Poppy. Mm. Masturbate away. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Kelsey Grammer's got to die at some point, you know, <laughs> and then that's when I'm going to shine, right? Yeah, actually, I yeah. think you probably could be a Kelsey Grammer impersonator on mm. air. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think, think you I could. could probably pull it yeah. off. Mm. Can you do Sideshow Bob? Um, I don't know what he says, but. Um, yeah, what does he say? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I've had to forget. You know what? An interesting uh, Simpsons news, a little bit of a side. You know they killed, well, they didn't kill off, but they're no longer putting Apu in any episodes anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they pulled Apu. Huh. Yeah, I was reading about that. This week they made an announcement. They're like, we're not going to actually have Apu in any future episodes. Does anyone episodes. give a shit, though, like what they're doing now? I, don't, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know either. It's like I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'm surprised they did that. Hmm. Because at first, uh, I remember Matt hmm. Groening uh, said, uh, is it graining or groaning? I never know. Graining. Graining. Think, yeah. Matt Graining was say, saying that uh, we live in a culture where everybody loves to pretend to be offended. Yeah. And that's why uh, he's like, that's why that character doesn't work now. Yeah. However, I kind of agree with what Hank Azaria said. Hank Azaria is like, I am totally down to step aside and let an Indian person take do voice that character. Yeah, sure. He's like, and you know, we can address, you know, even make light mm. of what's going on with it right now and the parody of the voice or whatever. But we should have more Southeastern people and Asian people and Indian people voicing characters. 
you know? And I wonder, do you think there'd be as much of an issue if they did have an Indian person voicing the character, like an Indian comedian? Um, I mean, it's still no, a caricature. No, I think it'd be fine. Uh, kind of. I mean, but it's not, it's not like the voice comes out of nowhere. It's, it is a fucking accent that exists, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's, people are offended because it's a white guy doing it. Sure. Just get a different guy. It's fine. That's what I said. It's like, just get a different guy. You know what? I could do a little like thing, but it's like, I don't actually know what she's into. So I don't know what to say. Poppy, you know? I think she she wants something that turns her on. I bet all girls are into being tied up. That's true. Yeah. 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 I like to be bound. Okay. All right, maybe uh, Harrison will do some erotic on the Patreon page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sign up. <laughs> sign up for Patreon. Get your Harrison erotica. Okay, yeah. Actually, you know what? I have... Uh, Rather than me just reading Baudelaire for no reason. You know, a while ago, mm. um, when I used to work at my old company doing uh, digital publishing, mm. one of my clients was Penthouse. Mm. And I thought it'd be really funny. I tried to do this. I thought it'd be really funny to do... Um, Stephen Hawking reading the stories that you find in Penthouse Forum and variations and all that. Mm. You know those little Penthouse magazines? Yeah, yeah. So I did it through my computer because with, a, I think it's with Acrobat or something, it does a text-to-speech and it right. sounds just like Stephen Hawking. Mm. And I think I did one, but I just never did anything with it. But I have all those, uh, all those stories. Maybe that's what we should do on Patreon. You could read some of these penthouse variations and oh. forum stories. Yeah, okay. Because they're all like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Have mm. you ever read those? No. Do you remember like, so when you went to the, I'm not familiar with them, but- They're like I, yeah. the smaller books. Mm. And it's just, it's a penthouse forum book mm. with like a couple naked pictures, but most of it's all stories, like erotic stories. Mm. And it's almost always the same. Like, uh, never thought I'd be into this, but uh, one day my wife laid out some mm. lingerie on the bed that was my size and- Next thing you know, I put it on and, mm. you know, she strapped on a dildo and I've never had an orgasm like this before. And it's like, they're, they're almost like, I never thought I'd be into this, but it's this whole thing. I think we should have you read these stories and put it on Patreon. All right. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Desperate. Always looking for get, new and interesting things to put on there. Des- yeah. In our desperation to get new subscribers, I'm going to pimp out Harrison's right. voice. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And also, um, Poppy, you're mine. that's got her off that just got her off she just came she just came deal all right yeah uh poppy uh happy masturbating uh next person we have here is todd who uh calls in with a complaint about something we said during the last episode hi sick and wrong it's todd here i just want to say straight away thanks for coming out to edinburgh it's fucking amazing you guys are very humble, very likable people, and all the Scottish chaps were great, too. Really nice chaps, made a lot of friends. Uh, little complaint, though. So last week, there was a guy who called up with a is that gay question. Uh, he was playing golf with his friends, and they were all shoving things up. He's just arses and stuff. Um, yes. You, you, you identified the guy with, with my description. You were like, oh, it was the guy with long hair. It was like he crawled under a van from a fucking fish concert. All right, so I feel like I need to call up here and, 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 and clear my image after this besmirchment. Um, I, I definitely fucking don't play golf, okay? Yeah, fuck golf. All right, keep it sick, keep it wrong. Didn't he say he was... I think it was a different guy. Oh, different guy. Okay, different yeah. Guy. Okay. This guy, I remember, he had like long hair, yeah. kind of Kurt Cobain looking. Right. And uh, I think he worked with animals or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But I remember he's a pretty cool guy. I mean, he before the show, I was like having a manic episode, and afterwards, I just got really drunk and. 
did cocaine. So that's I, one, I don't know. That's Who knows? one thing I you love know? about uh, about the meetups yeah. and everything. I had a great time in Edinburgh. But you bring all these fans who don't know each other yeah. together, and mm. everyone just hangs out because yeah. we all have this one connection. This like mm. fucked up obscure podcast that no mm. one listens to. You know, mm. <laughs> it's like this very niche, lesser known mm. podcast that everybody has in common. And they're all like, everybody listens to Sick and Wrong is pretty cool for the right. most part. Correct. So it was, it was a good mm. time hanging out with everybody. But there you go. Uh, Maya Copa. Sorry about that. We got you confused with another guy who looked like he was from a fish yeah, show. I can't tell white people apart. Yeah, it's tough. So, they all look the same. Yeah. Anyway, the same Todd calls in with a story about banjos, which I hope you know, Todd. Harrison over here is a professional banjo player. An amateur banjo player. Oh, I thought you were a professional. How do you? I don't get paid for playing. That's what that means. You've, wait, you've never done a, a, a paying gig with a banjo? I've played live. I've never gotten fucking paid. I thought you got paid to do it. I thought, no. Oh, okay. Where did you get this idea? I don't know. And, Who and, gets paid to, you know? <laughs> Steve Martin? Who am I, Bella Fleck over here? Steve Martin? He, he yeah, plays I'm, banjo oh, on yeah, stage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought you incorporated it into your comedy. No. Oh, maybe, nope. maybe that's what you should. It's do. just a hobby. <laughs> it's a fucking hobby. You know. Anyway, Jesus. amateur okay. banjo yeah. player here, yeah. Harrison. Hi, it's Todd again. I thought I'd leave you with a little story as well. Uh, so this is uh, one from one of my friends that uh, happened a few. Uh, well, quite. I think it happened in like sort of the 80s and the 90s. He's a little bit older than us, anyway. Um, so uh, my mate Dave was uh, living in a house. Him and his girlfriend and this other guy. And they, the, the, the other guy, uh, the third party, was a real annoying dickhead. Um, uh, quite belligerent, just no one really fucking liked him. And so anyway, my mate Dave and his girlfriend, uh, they were having sex one day, and uh, he snapped his banjo string. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, being all... Uh... Do you know anything he's referring to? I don't. I was very confused by that, mm. too. I was like, a banjo string. And I was like, why was he fucking her with a banjo? Because mm. if you think about it, you probably... If you inserted your banjo into a woman, you probably would break a string, would you? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it, I don't know how that would go. It wouldn't go well. I'll yeah. And I wonder, much. like, I don't know if they make condoms that could fit over the mm. neck of a banjo. Wouldn't be fun for anyone. But I was wrong okay. in my assumption there. I thought, like, I just imagined, I remember this time that I was like, I slept with this girl and then we were hanging out after and I, she was like sitting there in her underwear and I was like playing banjo and she asked me to you know and one of the strings broke and just like snapped like cut her or something Whoa. and she's like what the fuck you know wait it just snapped and hit her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh wow it maybe broke and, yeah. yeah i thought I, it's I'm just like, it's weird i'm like i didn't know this was a phenomenon apparently this happens to a lot of people okay <laughs> but you weren't having sex it was after playing it was the banjo yeah coital have you ever played the banjo during sex no that might be an interesting thing yeah uh, circumcised and such, but basically this this is on your on your. I don't even know what it is, but there's a little piece of flesh that sort of connects your foreskin to to the the, the helmet of your penis, and and that that tore. So he had this sort of this this issue with his cock. He tore his banjo string during sex. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I had no idea that's what like, he was referring to. I don't to. like this. It's okay. like a piece of flesh that connects your. Helmet to your foreskin? <laughs> it's, ah, I don't like it. God. I don't like it. Yeah, it makes me I don't want to think about it. Um, oh. And so he went to the hospital and he's bleeding. Oh. Dick. Come on. And uh, the hospital basically says that uh, there's nothing that he can do about it. Um, so he has to come home and he has to sort of just let it heal on its own. Um, 
get and good anyway, circumstances. A week mm. later, it's, it's still bothering quite a bit. And he's actually he's on mushrooms. Um, mushrooms. And he starts getting real obsessive about this wound. Um, it actually comes to the point where we decide he's gonna he's gonna circumcise himself. Um, he's kind of come on, come on, oh, dude. You're in the UK. You got fucking uh, healthcare. What are you doing? You know, I gotta Why? say, it's like I know yeah. a lot of people think it's barbaric mm. that people circumcise or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've never had to deal with a broken banjo string. Okay, yeah, ever. I mean, has never well, you, happened. Well, why would you have to do exactly, it? Exactly, because I'm circumcised. Yeah, right. So maybe people yeah. out there, yeah. well, another reason to circumcise mm. your kid, let alone the smegma oh, and all the other reasons. Come on, yeah. God. Because oh. like, his, his foreskin's all fucking torn up anyway. He ends up cutting the, his whole foreskin off, oh. basically giving himself a, a drug-induced circumcision. Um, on mushrooms. And then what he next, so... Um, he gets into another little bit of an argument with his, 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 his uh, downstairs neighbor wrestling, and he thinks the best way to go about it. So what he does, he gets his foreskin, he, he puts it into the oven, okay, and he sort of bakes it on a low temperature for for, you know, for a couple of minutes. Gets it? Well, I don't know how long actually. That's a good question. It's like a shrinky dink. Yeah, it's you remember those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. This is kind of getting into the theater of the absurd here. I'm not sure if I'm buying yeah, this. Yeah, this is getting a little. You know, I, I was. Yeah. I could see. Self-mutilation on hallucinogenics, mm. I can understand that. I can buy that. Mm. But taking the foreskin, the severed foreskin, and then shrink-a-dinking mm. it up in the oven, I don't know. Now I'm not knowing if I'm buying this. How long it takes to cook a foreskin to get it to the, to the sort of the nice crispy consistency. He takes the crispy foreskin and he puts it in a bag of pork scratchings, the bottom quarter of the bag pork scratchings. If you know what pork scratchings are, it's like dry fucking pig skin. Anyway, wait for the... This is like if Guy Fieri became a cannibal. That's <laughs> what this sounds like. He basically yeah. made a, a foreskin pork rind. What the fuck? A fork rind. Yeah. His, his, his neighbors come back into the living room uh, and he says, because he's a fat fuck probably, you know, it's like, oh, do you, want, you know, do you want the rest of these these pork scratchings, mate? And his, 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 his horrible roommate, sorry, he, uh, he accepts and gobbles up the pork scratchings, fucking foreskin in the lot. Awful. Anyway, uh, thanks, lads. Um, be seeing Jesus you. Jesus Christ. It's starting to sound like a you. fucking urban legend, man. I know, you know? that to me. Yeah. And we've fallen for some of these yeah. ur urban legends. Even recently, we fell for one. Um, this, I don't know about no, that. No, this no. is going to, although, did he say he was personally involved with this? Or was it a friend? It happened to a friend. I forget. It was a friend. So a friend did yeah. this, but he, the guy was telling this, I don't know if I buy I that. It. I don't nope. know. No, no, I mean, no and dice. also, I mean, that's like, it's rather vindictive. I don't think I'd ever think of that. Yeah. Like giving the guy my, like my, my force, getting the mm. satisfaction of someone eating my foreskin. Yeah. It's and all on mushrooms. All on mushrooms. On mushrooms? No. Nope. Wait, did he, he chopped his foreskin off mm. on mushrooms. Yeah. And then he he got in a fight with his neighbor, and then he took the foreskin, and it was all on the same night. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because if it was a few days later, and he found the foreskin on the ground, and then did I could see that? But at the same time, I think that's I don't know if I buy this story. I don't buy it. I, I nope. kind of yeah, I kind of find this one hard to believe. However, I want to believe it. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, another good thing about I'm not trying to talk about Jewish supremacy here, mm. but. Uh, Something like this would never happen to me and Harrison because we don't have foreskins and we don't eat pork. Right. So we're not going to eat your foreskin yeah. and we're not going to 
break our banjo strings. And I can no longer hear out of one ear. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a disgusting story there, Todd. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, teaching me a new term, though. I never knew about this banjo string. All right. Final call we have here is from another Englishman. Good old English. This is like an all English uh, phone call session here. Twisted Firestarter calls in with the story. Okay. Hello, boys. Twisted Firestarter. It's ten past seven on a Sunday morning. With UK morning. UK morning. And it's getting quite cold here. I'm with Quigley Quidditch. Mr. Quarry. Quigley. And he's got a pretty horrible story for you. Yeah, I'm still scarred from it, but uh, it's kind of fresh still, but you know. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Just recite it now, hey? Keep it under. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Wait a second. This is not Twisted Firestar's story. This, this is, is Quigley Quidditch. Quigley yeah. Quidditch. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so basically, um, I've been drinking tonight. I'm, I'm pretty drunk right now. But I string my friends out, yeah, and I kind of walked into the room at some uh, at some point. They were talking about doing anal and stuff like that. Now, unbeknownst to these guys, I'd just done anal the, the weekend before. And the first time I'd ever, like, probably met the guy. You seen anal? That's what I heard. Okay, all right. He'd just done anal a week before. My lo- Okay, yeah. That's that's a weird topic to just, like, hang out yeah. with your guy friends. Like, hey, you ever do anal? Yeah, do anal. <laughs> it's weird. All right. On top of that, like, this is the first time I've ever done it. I didn't really know what to expect. Kind of, like, fresh to the whole thing. And it kind it's of got hole. to this point where, you know, all of a sudden she wipes out the lube. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? She wipes out the lube, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of down for this. I'm down for this. And she's like, put it in my ass. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to refuse her offer. I'm going to be a nice guy about it. She asks for it, I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> Stand we start lubing up, you know, sort of both ends. My end and uh, well, I wouldn't say end, it's more of a back door, really, isn't it? Wait a second. Did he say they both lubed up? No, I don't think so. I thought yeah. he said lube up my end is yeah, yeah. more of he a backdoor. He lubed door. up his dick, she lubed up her fucking asshole. With oh, okay, I thought he said okay. backdoor, so I was okay. thinking, like, yeah. who's doing anal yeah. to who? <laughs> like, what are we referring to when we yeah. talk about anal here? Anyway, we kind of get on. And I'm kind of like, you're a bit fucking tight, aren't you? Have you done this before? Yeah, so, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's like the vagina, right? So you, you put your fingers in, you, t- you kind of test the waters. So I put my finger in there, and then, like, I did the classic thing. Like, when, when you're with a girl, you have to kind of, like, put the finger in and then, like, move the index finger up because that's where the pleasure happens. So I did it with her ass, and I felt a sergeant that day. I felt some kind of almost like nuclear inspector. That was a shit of all shit, and I could feel the body of the turd. This is like, it was almost like a fetal shit. It was a fetal shit. Um, but the worst fucking thing is after... I want to be cut out of this entire episode. <laughs> you should see Harrison's yeah. face right now. He's so disgusted. You remind me of yeah. Carl from Sling Blade. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm so bothered yeah. by this. So... What, what's funny about this is he's referring to like when you do with a girl you put your index finger and you feel for the G spot right that's what he's saying why would you do that to a girl's asshole I don't know I don't know either yeah. so anyway in doing this mm. he felt the body of the turd <laughs> <laughs> alright feeling that I then proceeded anyway 
because you know I'm, I'm going to be I'm, I'm trying to be polite at the end of the day. And I put my cock inside, and I could feel her take it on my cock. I could actually feel her take it on my cock. So he f- puts his fingers in. <laughs> He's, you know, he's, you know, like a blind man. He's feeling the the outline of the turtle's head. And then he's like, well, let's, you know, seems all good. Let's uh, move ahead with this. That, that's the thing. It's yeah. like he's like inspecting the area and then he's like, ah, I think I'll proceed. Mm. I think at that point I'd be like, eh, I'm not really into it. Yeah. I wonder, it doesn't sound like he's wearing a condom either. Ah, man. I just shuddered. What, I literally sh- shivered. What is the term for when a girl shits into your foreskin? Is there a term for that? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's like, is that trick or treating or yeah. something? I don't know what that's called. <laughs> yeah, that's trick or treating. Yeah. My God. And, like, it was the most disgusting. And I could smell it as well. And Come it on. It's fucking disgusting. But I'm trying <laughs> to be good. Christ. And, oh, uh, terrible. Still stuck. Cheers, boys. <laughs> I love how that ended. Hmm. Just wrapped up so succinctly there. It's just like, okay, there you go. Cheers, guys. People, I, I mean, look. Any kind of <laughs> anal, you know, I don't care if you do an anal with your girlfriend, you get pegged, you're fucking doing some... Uh, ass play with a butt plug whatever clean that shit out beforehand for fuck's sake this is what has to be done you know I think part of the issue at least in my personal experience I don't usually actually I'm not a big Mm. fan of anal sex I'm not either part of the while giving it well (laughs) I'm not I don't like to have anal sex with women because you can't like fuck the ass like you fuck the vagina you can't it's true because you gotta kind of be you know sense you know ginger you gotta gingerly fuck the ass because you don't want to tear anything right yeah you know so like to me i'd rather like have sex with a vagina we can actually really have sex really the only time i've ever done it is by request well yeah Yeah. same with me it's like when a girl's like i'm not like i don't mind sticking a finger in the ass yeah yeah yeah, i mind tossing a salad every now and then as long as it's clean but it's like the fucking of the ass i'm always kind of nervous i'm gonna like Mm. rupture or something yeah yeah you know because i've heard that that could happen yeah it's a pretty tight hole down there yeah but i've noticed requests typically come under the influence of alcohol Mm. like a girl's super wasted Mm. and she's like fuck my ass Mm. and then it's like you know she'd eaten taco bell like a couple hours earlier and it's like you're wasted Mm. you know think about it and that's when accidents occur right so that i don't know it's one of the interesting request i mean it's like well you you also have the thing that the lord taylor made for you know Exactly. Like yeah. you have a hole that's for, for built my, for it. Yeah. Although I roller have, skates and keys and what have you, you know. I mean, come on. I don't know if it was Randy West or Ron Jeremy, but they said it. It's Randy Newman. Maybe they said anal is an occupational hazard, or shit, or shit during anal is an occupational hazard. Yeah, so it can happen, happen, but I feel like you should make an effort for it not to happen. I think so too. And it sounds like she didn't. You know, it sounds like she didn't prepare. Yeah. One in the chamber there. Be prepared, like the boys, like the old Boy Scouts commercial. What I'd like to know, though, right. what happens after? Like, did she just pass out? Did you pull your dick out and it's covered in shit, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, and yeah. run to the bathroom? Scrub like, the what skin happened? Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Did you circumcise yourself and then cook the foreskin for her? 
The shitty foreskin. I'm not sure. I'd like Stop to know what happened. Foreskins, for fuck's sake! Come on, I can't handle it. Anyway, yeah. There you go, people. Call the Signal Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We got one email that came in. SignalOnPodcast@gmail.com. This guy wrote, "Hey D, this evening I was at a strip club and I had this sudden memory of the funny strip club DJ sayings you used to have." One was, the bigger the spills, the bigger the thrills. The other one is about men who sit at the tip rail. You called these seats something different, but I can't remember what you called them or what the rhyming saying was. I can't afford to listen to 650 episodes all over again to try and find it, but it really bugs me that I can't remember. Can you help me out? All right. Hmm. Well, I'd say buy the book. Wasn't one of them, um, (laughs) I'm going to blow up your entire family, Jake Tapper? Wasn't that one of the things you said that, when you were still I used to say that DJ? a lot. Yeah, 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 I did yeah. say that a lot. I uh-huh. used to say, um, yeah. all Jews must die. Uh-huh. I used to say that yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what he's referring to, I used to say, the bigger the bills, the bigger the thrills. Okay. You know, how about a little greenery for the scenery? Um, You've done this to me when I was at yeah, fucking yeah. jumbos with you. And it was like, I think it was like when I first started to know you. And I didn't, I honestly didn't, you may have mentioned it or something, but I didn't, it wasn't in my mind that you were a strip club DJ. And I'm like, I have a genuine distaste for people who like say rhyming aphorisms. Rhyming stuff? Yeah. <laughs> or and like rappers? Like, they get you hard, so you gotta do the yard. Or I don't Why was I doing it, was it at like Jumbos? Because no I DJ forced there. a habit. You, you oh. were just saying it like, you know, like in random, whenever, any opportunity. Um, to, a couple times he did, the, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy doing? This is weird. I don't like this." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe the context was missing. Yeah. Uh, uh, the thing I used to say about the tip rail was, "Gentlemen, step on up to the erection section. Mm. Erection section. Yeah. You know, all these, a lot of these. What's the lines... stupid one where you rhyme hard or something? Is that one? Oh, uh, it wasn't rhyming. It was like, gentlemen, these ladies are working hard to keep you hard. So let's put some money on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to say it. that. I used mm. to, you know, it's funny because you could really say whatever you wanted. Mm. But when you when I was working at like the upscale clubs, you kind of have to keep it mm. like you know formal. Like you, mm. be like, you could say like, gentlemen, step on up the main stage, and take care of these women, and uh, let's mm. you know you know. But at the Roaring Twenties, or the shittier show mm. clubs, you could say whatever the fuck you wanted. Mm. So it'd be like, you know. Gentlemen, let's party with the pussy. You don't want to be one. And and uh, I used to say stuff like, um, gentlemen, step on up to the main stage and worship at the altar of the vulva. I, you could just say whatever you sure. wanted. And yeah. it's like, oftentimes no one gives a shit because no one pays attention to like the DJ. And not to, and not to mention like the sound system. You usually sound like, you can't even understand what they're saying. But it was kind of funny because uh, especially when it was like, three Mexican dudes just sitting in during the middle of the day yeah. say whatever you want. It's like, Satan wants you to tip these ladies. But what he's referring to, I used to say, bigger the bills, bigger the thrills, and uh, working hard to keep you hard and step on up the erection section. Let's party with the pussy tonight. All right. I think that's what he's referring to. There you go, Matt. Uh, thanks for keeping it sick and keeping it wrong. Uh, people, you can support the show by becoming a sick and wrong patron. Uh, Harrison's going to be putting uh, some some audio pornography out there very soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, by subscribing, signing up for at uh, patreon.com slash sickandwrong, you get 30 to 40 minutes of bonus content. Uh, we, we do one Patreon story. We also do a few Patreon phone calls. I'm going to read some erotic tailspin fan fiction. I wouldn't mind. That, that so, is yeah. sexy. That is what Poppy should be masturbating to. Get on board. To, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe some DuckTales uh, yeah. porn parodies or something. 
Um, but yeah, so just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Get all that bonus content. It's a blast. You can get your fill of sick and wrong. If an hour and a half isn't enough, you can get an extra 40 minutes of content. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Finally here, sick and wrong song of the week is A Nightmare on My Street mm. by the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, it came off the album, the 1988 album, He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper. Yep. Which I actually was quite fond of that record when it came out. And this song I had, they, I had it on tape. It was, it was yeah, fun. I had it on tape yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, parents just don't understand. It's mm-hmm. so rebellious. Yeah. You know? Um, do you think the Fresh Prince looks back on that? I was like, oh, I was a kid. Or do you think he's embarrassed by it? I think it's fine. Like, yeah. You think he's, he's well, fine I, with it? I'm always just curious about like, what is DJ Jazzy Jeff doing? What's he up to well, now? Well, he was on the Fresh Prince of I remember of he was on the Fresh Prince of well, What does he do now? What does he do now? You know? I mean, Will Smith has made like oh, God. a billion yeah. dollars and, you know, like... Fucking what? Hancock money. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what DJ Jazzy Jeff does. Yeah. Hmm. I'm surprised he didn't try to ride in coattails and at least be like an extra or something in one of the movies yeah, or a small could, role yeah, or something. something. Mm. But anyway, this is great. This is about Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's Nightmare on My Street by the Fresh Prince of DJ Jazzy Jeff. People have a happy Halloween, a safe happy Halloween. Make sure you... Uh, Look in that candy for pins. Yep. Uh, did your parents do that? Did they check your candy? No. They never did? No. So you could have eaten a pin. I could have. Yeah. I remember my mom and uh, my oh, my dad, I think the rabbi didn't really give a shit, but my mom would, she'd be like, oh, let me check this. And she'd like, you know, pick up the full-size Snickers and then eat that one just to make sure and then get the Reese's peanut butter cups, eat a couple of those. And I used to be like, she you're was not a, checking my candy, you're you, eating my candy. Who are you, the Pope? She's like tasting. She's like you're, yeah. Uh, you're like tasting re- your rhesus monkey that comes around with you just for the purposes of eating your food to see if it's poison. Doesn't like Jared Kushner do that for Donald Trump? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, have a safe and fun Halloween. Don't drink and drive. People will be back next week with episode uh, six fifty nine. Until then, take a seat. To tell about this guy, you all know me as we scared as hell. He comes to me at night after I call into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie, and his name is Fred. He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway. He's home when I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm asleep. I can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street. I remember it right And we had just gotten back off tour last night So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy If we summon up the posse and dumb brush the movies I got Angie, Jeff got Tina Ready Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life That was alright because the lady was chill Then we dipped to the theater set to film We saw Elm Street and man it was death And everything seemed alright when we left But when I got home and laid down to sleep That began the nightmare, but on my street. It was burning in my room like an oven. My bed so was sweating, man, I was bugging. I checked the clock, it had stopped at 12.30. It had melted, it was so darn hot, and I was thirsty. I went downstairs to grab some juice or a Coke. 
flip the TV off And then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind It said, Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was Broke outside in my drawers and screamed so long Cause got halfway up the block I calmed down and stopped screaming Then thought, oh I can't, I must be dreaming I strolled back home with a grin on my grill I figured since this is a dream I might as well get ill I walked in the house, the big bad fresh prince But Freddy killed all that noise real quick He grabbed me by my neck and said Here's what we'll do We got a lot of work here Me and you, the souls of your friends you I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. Look, I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The girls won't be on you, Fred, your face is all burned. I pat him on the shoulder, said, thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man, this guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, how it's been an awful mistake here. The words and then I darted upstairs, crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pulled the covers up over my head, said, Oh, please do something with Fred. He jumped on my bed, but through the covers with his claws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off, and then silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway, until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. Jeff Anthony! Come on, man. Jeff, this is Chris, man. Jeff, wake up. Jeff, wake up. What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. It's 3 o'clock Jeff, in the morning. Listen, Jeff, you would want? you listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Jeff, listen to me. So, don't so, go to sleep, I'll Jeff. To you Jeff, I'm Jeff. Going to My grandmother used to say a hit dog will holler, uh, and it hollered uh, through this room. Mr. DeSantis has spoken. Uh, hey, first of all, he's got neo-Nazis helping him out in the state. Uh, he has spoken at racist conferences. He's accepted a contribution and would not return it from someone who referred to the former president of the United States as a Muslim, N-I-G-G-E-R. Uh, when asked to return that money, he said no. He's using that money to now fund negative ads. Now, I'm not calling Mr. DeSantis a racist. I'm simply saying the racists believe he's a racist. Uh, 